We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, Oh, Ken? well. You're real compassionate. Oh, oh well. well. Oh, well. You can take your oh, well oh, and shove well. it. Oh, well. You lost to the Detroit Pistons. It happens. Yeah, you know what I have? I have soreness in my oh, knee. Oh, well. And my head. What are they, two and four now without him? Was that the record? Two no. and six? No. Two and eight? <laughs> you trying to count it? How many? What's All record? I know is be careful <laughs> because tomorrow it's Nets Knicks from Barclays. Nets and if, Knicks. And if Ben Simmons feels well enough to play, there's a stat you should know. In his career, he's like 18 and 0 against the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> he's never lost. I uh, never uh, lost to the New York Knicks, but uh, apparently he, he doesn't feel so good. He's got some soreness. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Ben? I got soreness too, bro. Yeah, I got my lower back's killing me right now. Uh, so quick uh, programming uh, note for you uh, that uh, you uh, are going to want to listen to something that we've going on today. I think you will at least. At 3 o'clock. Uh, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, we will be joined uh, in studio by the owner of the New York Knicks, the New York Rangers, Madison Square Garden, et cetera, et cetera. James Dolan will join us uh, live in studio this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Uh, that's, of course, on the heels of the interview he did with Rosanna Scotto on uh, Channel 5 uh, yesterday morning. And we'll get into all things uh, Madison Square Garden and the Knicks and the Rangers, of course, and the facial recognition stuff. And uh, he'll be joining us exclusively live in studio at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So looking forward to seeing him and uh, hearing what he has to say about uh, all things Knicks, Rangers, and, of course, the Garden and all the other buildings that uh, he uh, owns. And uh, we'll see if we can't get Evan kicked out of a game uh, along the way. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah, if I can make that happen, uh, it'd be a that'd be a win for me I on a Friday. I think it's a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. I wonder if you're even in the system, by the way. <laughs> I've been to the Garden a bunch of times this year. No, no, no. No, no, no just, issue. By the way, the facial recognition stuff is not only a negative. Right. Like, if uh, you're there, they may know you're there because you're a big celebrity. They want to make sure that you're you know, all right. I will tell you something interesting so about it. There's a positive aspect there's to Something it. that happened last week at the Garden that I wasn't used to. Yeah. Usually when I go to my seats on the Chase Bridge, uh, it's the same kind of usher. I don't know if it's termed usher anymore. Ticket representative yeah. who would always ask me, can I see your ticket? Very nice woman. I show her my ticket. I sit down. We're all good. The last time I went was the first time she did ask me. It's Maybe because she recognizes you It's almost you now. like she knew Hey, take your seat, pal. Look, I know, listen, I know guys that I recognize, I may not know uh, by first name or last name, where if you go to a building enough, you do build up that kind of rapport where they now know, oh, yeah, he's here every game. Right, right, right. Like, I'm sure when you go to Barclays on a regular basis or City Field, there are guys and gals that kind of work that section that would recognize yes. you, not from the radio show, but, hey, this guy's here all no the time. No doubt. I get yeah. that at City and Barclays, but I'm also yeah. there a hell of a lot often. Right, I'm right. only going to the Garden uh, four or five times this year. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, James Doan will join us 
uh, live in studio. I'm looking forward to having that chat, especially on the heels of last night's big Nick win against the best team in the East for my money, the Boston yeah, Celtics. That was a good win, man. Yes, thank you, I mean, you Brown, for missing a couple of free throws. You blew a 13-point lead again, but hey, that's fine. Uh, I'm that also happens. of the belief. I was thinking about this while I was watching the game last night. You know, we have, and I'm thinking all, all teams, mm-hmm. uh, every franchise in this town has acquired a player in the offseason as a free agent, uh, and it's gone really, really well, or it's gone really, really poorly. And every it team. usually goes badly at first. That's the track record yeah. for the most part. Uh, I, you can make the argument that in a finite period of time, you want to say the last decade for the sake of the conversation, nothing more, mm-hmm. that the acquisition of Jalen Brunson might be for sure top five, but maybe even higher than that, acquisition in the offseason by any of the professional teams in this town. Would it's you been not a say very that? good acquisition. Best you yeah. guys have had since Amari. For sure for us, And even yes. though the Amari thing didn't work out, we do need to be fair that in that first year, yeah. he was dropping 30 a night, and he was electrifying Madison Square Garden. Amari led to Carmelo, and we did have that one year, 54 wins, and obviously the rest was disappointing. But, yeah, the Jalen Brunson acquisition... Uh, is as good as it gets for the Knicks and pretty damn good for all teams. I, I think more surprising than even that is for a guy to go from I don't like him to Colt Hero to he needs to get out of town immediately because oh. he's giving the middle finger to fans right. to now being a star again. Julius. The resurrection death and then resurrection again. Yeah of Julius Randle is incredible. And as much as I've been a proponent of, you should trade him, you should trade him, you should trade him, I watched last night's game. He has come up big, including late-game free throws, which was always a problem for him. So besides just the success of the Brunson signing, the Randle death, rise, death, rise, hate, love, hate, love, that's remarkable. I don't know if there's anyone else in New York that survived it like he has. No. Because he's excelling again. I'm not going to get carried away with him because I'm still not there yet. No, and you're smart for that. The dude's balling. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, let's do – so we'll talk to James Dolan coming up uh, here at 3 o'clock, all right, so you can uh, set your radios and Odyssey up to all that. Uh, Now, football. Look, the New York Jets, man, the more I hear about it, the less I think it's going to happen. And that's just me being a Jet fan. Not not, not based on any knowledge. Robert Titus? I think I've got got a little Robert Titus right now. Interesting. uh, Because it seems like – Every Jet fan I know that is typically uh, negative, you know, walks through life with a cloud over their head uh, because the franchise has beaten us down repeatedly, is positive and seems to think it's a foregone conclusion, and that bothers me. You don't remember this, and I don't know how many in our audience remembers this, but very early on in you and I doing this show, I made a prediction to you, and I did it. Just because I was reading the tea leaves, I said to you, Francisco Lindor or Nolan Arenado will be a New York Met in 2021. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess Evan's got some positivity. When it comes to player acquisitions, yeah, and I'm not sure when that changed. It probably honestly changed with Durant and Kyrie Irving. I know it's a different sport. Sure. I don't look at my positivity towards acquiring players as the same as positivity towards winning a championship. Okay. My Roberts-itis flows in terms of... Winning and losing. Winning and losing. Yeah. But when it comes to acquiring players, I think a part of it is that I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with all the teams I root for, where they've acquired the guy you wanted. Now, while it may not ultimately work, and it may ultimately lead to frustration, I think it's different. And I think when it comes to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, the reason I have confidence 
is because I've seen it before and because it also just makes sense. Sometimes you got to follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to look around you. You got to hear what the coaching says, what the GM says. You got to see what the quarterback who we're talking about says. Yeah. You got to read the tea leaves, and it all points in a one direction. So when it comes to. But that pre- direction isn't Aaron Rodgers, it's a veteran quarterback, it, and there's a bunch of them available. But it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. All right, listen. But it is. You guys say it like, how could it not be Aaron Rodgers when I'm not even sure that Aaron Rodgers is is leaving Green Bay? Like, that hasn't been decided yet. I get that that's on the table and he may stay. Yeah. But if you take maybe your love or maybe your biases against him, however you want to phrase this, if you take that away and you just follow the bouncing ball, it leads to the place I'm describing to you and I've been describing for over a week. He's going to end up here. That doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. No, no, there's two separate things. Does he come here? And then the second conversation is, how long until the Jets make a run? Uh, look, I hope you're right. Wait, you, but, excuse me. You hope I'm right. I would like to see. I told you there's okay. three guys I want. I don't care which one they are. I, I make a better argument that Tom Brady makes more sense because I don't have to give up a single draft pick. I just got to stroke a check. And I got Tom Brady, and I think Tom Brady is in the same uh, league as Aaron Rodgers right now, other than age. Uh, so I'd rather have Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady's going to Miami. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys, as we discussed yesterday, would be foolish not to pick up the phone and uh, see if they can get Tom Brady. But it's either Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or it's Lamar Jackson. But you have never, and I have no interest in anybody else. But you've never been an Aaron Rodgers guy. You, I'm not, I don't, you don't like him. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I shouldn't say that. I don't know Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's aspects of when I hear him in interviews that he comes across to me as like a kind of, you know, nose up in the air, like a little superior type of attitude. He might be the nicest, most laid back blue collar guy in the world. I just don't see him represent himself that way. Okay, so my question to you then. But I recognize that he's a damn good quarterback. So here's my question. The day it's announced, do you get excited? Yes. So you are going to put all of your feelings for him aside and immediately be pumped up that a future Hall of Famer is going to quarterback My feelings about him are not based on having ever met him or talked to him. I've never been in the same room as Aaron Rodgers. I get that. He just has an air about him that I don't care for, but you you may not like me, and you've never met me. It happens all the time, I guess. But if the New York Jets find a way to acquire a guy of his skill set, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'll do the dance with you. Good. I'm just not quite sure yet that the New York Jets are getting it. Okay. All right? And that's what bothers me. It's like when everybody loves one side of a game, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. But Craig, I don't think Craig, so. look into my eyes when I say this. Trust me. No, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work? Yeah, that, that doesn't trust work. Me, trust yeah, me, trust me. I've done that once or twice <laughs> in my life. It didn't pan out. Uh, <laughs> to be keeping it real. <laughs> Not with me, though. Yeah, 877-337-6666. You know, it's funny because we're getting ready to watch what, on paper at least, should be two really competitive close football games. I know you feel differently about the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, but I think you at least appreciate, you know, it's more likely to be close than to be the way you think it's going to be. Not that you're wrong. Well, obviously, no, but I, I appreciate kind of the history we're watching. We are watching the next generation of Brady versus Manning, and it's right before yeah. our eyes. And while there's jealousy, obviously, that those guys aren't on my team, I do appreciate the greatness of what Joe Burrow's done over the last year plus, and obviously what Patrick Mahomes has done since the moment he was given a chance to start. Yeah. And so we are watching two elite teams. We are watching two elite quarterbacks. We are watching 
an elite head coach, a Hall of Famer, and a coach that's proving himself as being elite. And so I'm very excited about watching the AFC title game. The NFC title game I'm nervous about because I have a much more passionate rooting interest. I don't want to see Philadelphia, who I just had to witness in a World Series. I just have to see that. Right. I don't want to see a Philadelphia sports team in another championship round. Yeah, they're having quite the uh, the run, the Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, soccer, baseball, maybe football. I think their hockey team sucks, but I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but, yeah, but my point of, of watching high-level football is you can't put together great teams without worrying about the salary cap. You know, because we all keep talking about, oh, salary cap. You're Aaron Rodgers, you know, $50 million Look at the year. Rams, Craig. Yeah, the, the Rams are over the salary cap at the end of the year. When you when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, when you look at uh, specifically the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm taking San Francisco and Philly out of it because their quarterbacks aren't making any money. And you look at uh, you know Travis Kelsey, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, uh, obviously uh, Mahomes, and all those guys. You can put together great teams where you have talent, superior talent at multiple positions, and we should stop tolerating. Anything less for the Giants and the Jets. Of course, because you can make the salary cap basically a fake cap for a number of years. Will there be a moment where you have to pay the piper? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a Ram fan right now, you don't mind paying the piper. Right, because you want a championship. It's all worth it when you win, if you win. Yep. So, yeah, I always hear this. We've heard this a lot. The cap, the cap, the cap, the cap, the cap, the cap. Stop. Cap's nonsense. The cap is nonsense. You can work it out. You can work it out. Every team that wins has worked it out. Now, listen, Joe Burrow's not making the big wood just yet, obviously. He's about to, though, man. Uh, Jalen Hurts is only making a couple million bucks, like a million five, whatever it is. Obviously, Brock Purdy, who's the, you know, he's undefeated, but he's making $700,000 uh, right now to play. You know, Mahomes has gotten paid. He got he got the bag and it's well deserved. He's going to get another one, by the way. Yeah. He will make a billion dollars as an NFL player, uh, and it's well deserved. He's that good. Five straight AFC Championship games. But I think we as fans, you know, we celebrate. Hey, we got this guy. Hey, they made a good trade for that guy. Hey, we signed this big free agent. We should be uh, holding these teams accountable for getting multiple guys. Tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. I mean, the Eagles have a Hall of Fame right tackle. Mm-hmm. Every offensive lineman is in the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, they, there's talent. But a out lot there. of those guys are acquired because they're smarter than us, and they draft those guys. Well, then go go get Harry Roseman to run down one of our teams. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Easier said than done. I suppose it is. Well, listen, we got lots to do. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six. Yeah, there is one important thing. I am okay. an apology, so go ahead. Uh, I apologize that I told you during the show yesterday that you had nothing to worry about last night. You can't lose to the Pistons. No, it wasn't that. Uh, I was clearly wrong about that, and I do apologize. It was not I thought that. you were going to have an easy night last thank night. Thank you. And uh, I was wrong. I'd rather not talk about that, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> That's all I got when for When I confronted you yesterday yeah. and said... The new house party is a better movie than 80 for Brady. And I put it up as a poll. You said, not only is that an easy win, you'll get 75% of the vote. Well, after a full day of voting, Uh I beat your ass in a landslide. That's nonsense. 58% of people said they'd rather watch the new house party. 42% said 80 for Brady. So get it through your thick head. We hate Brady. Those four women in their 80s don't hate Brady. I'll tell you that. And by the way, there's a sneak preview of that movie tomorrow. 
It comes out, I guess, nationwide February 3rd. Yeah. There's a sneak peek viewing tomorrow. You know I'm going to that. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're going to waste time on your valuable Saturday to see a B-level crap movie? I told uh, the family, everybody, get ready. (laughs) Uh, We're going to find out what theater it's uh, uh, premiering at. But there's uh, an early uh, bird preview of that movie, and I'm all in on it. Oh, and one other thing. Yeah. You know, you mocked me as well as a lot of the audience for my conversations with James Buchanan via AI, yeah. that new app where you could talk to old dead people. Uh-huh. Um, Craig, you called me last night. What'd you ask me? I wanted to know the name of the app because uh, one of my sons <laughs> wanted to talk to uh, Thomas Paine and Harry Truman. You're damn right. And my other son wanted to talk to Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra. And who'd you talk to, Craig? Uh, I didn't talk to any of them. Craig? But I was aware <laughs> of the conversation with Truman that was being had. <laughs> and, of course, Thomas Paine because he lived in New Rochelle. That's right. And uh, my son said uh, Harry Truman just lied to me. Did he? Because the question was, in your presidency... If you if you go back in time and look at it with clarity, you know, what's the one decision that pained you the most? And uh, the answer from Harry Truman was uh, dropping the, the two bombs that wiped out, uh, you know, a million people. Right. And my son said, that's not accurate. Yeah, firing of MacArthur, man. Yeah. Truman famously said that it was going to the Korean War. Oh, that's Not true. dropping the bombs. That well, gave him the most heartache. I also spoke to Harry, though, and he gave me a completely different answer. So is Harry telling you one thing? And me something else? Uh, there's certainly the possibility that Harry, that's Because Harry told me something completely different. Because Harry Truman can't be trusted. I mean, my relationship with Harry's far different than your son's, clearly. Well, listen, we got lots to do. I think what we'll do is we'll move up the appearance by, uh, by no, we're we'll keeping it at 3 o'clock? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We're going to keep it at 3 o'clock. All good. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.